You are now listening to The Oliver Manley Show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Oliver Manley Show. I'm your host, Oliver Manley's, and I'm, I'm really excited. And it's such a pleasure to actually share with you conversations, real conversations with influential people about the adversities behind their triumphs, the breakdowns behind their breakthroughs. I feel like when we look up to people and we see the highlight reel of their lives on Facebook or we admire people, we forget that they're human beings just like us, that they have everyday challenges. And and if we look at their story, we realize how much they had to go through. And I think this is really actually inspiring because it humanizes them and grounds them into reality. But also, if it's possible for them to reinvent themselves, to transform themselves in the face of a ton of pain and suffering, then it's also possible for us to do the same. So I'm really excited to share share this conversation with you all. And uh, if you haven't had a chance, go tune in to last week's episode with Chris be a Sudi. I think it was something that is so powerful. I'm, I'm getting a lot of comments about it. And Chris, if you don't know him, he was he is an entrepreneur and and very successful men for many years. Created a lot of financial and material wealth. Realized that it wasn't fulfilling him, and it wasn't until he took some space and did some self inquiry work that he found out how deeply unfulfilled he was. And over a year ago, he made the drastic, dramatic decision to hit pause on his life and his business back in Vancouver and take his young family of four sailing across the South Pacific. Actually, when we had the conversation, he was actually in his boat in some random remote island in New Zealand. We have a really, really interesting conversation about his experiences so far. And I think if you're looking to achieve financial success and you are looking to perhaps live abroad for a couple of months a year, or maybe have like this real extended trip on a sailboat, just like Chris, I know you'll get a ton of that episode. So go ahead, tune into that episode. I know you'll get a lot of value from it. Today, we have Jillian B. Jillian B., if you don't know her, you can find her at JillianB.com. That's Jillian with a G. And if you uh, follow her on Instagram, she's really, really active on there. You can find her and her her handle is The Real Jillian B., you could also find her on Facebook, her Facebook page, Jillian B. She is a self-care teacher inspiring and empowering others to set themselves free and up-level their lives in every way using simple but powerful daily practices. She shares her message of holistic health, spirituality, yoga, and self-love through her writing, mentoring, transformational retreats, and online courses. Shakti just released her latest course called Self-Love Activation. You could find it at JillianB.com forward slash self dash love dash activation. And in our conversation today, we talk about so many incredible things. Her story about going from working in a strip club to experiencing a new level of spirituality and and moving towards self-care and self-love. I think it's a really, really interesting story for for you to take to, to to really just take in, it's a very, it's a very unique one. We talk about the cost of acting against your intuition, uh, the importance of unpack unpacking your history and practicing self forgiveness towards some of your less prouder moments, the dangers of living two opposite lives that don't complement each other. We talk about the four archetypes of survival, the cost of the hustle hangover. We talk about so many different things that 
will, I know for, from just listening, will create openings for you for insight, for empowerment, for, for choice towards more self-love and more self-care. And I'm really, really excited to share this conversation with you all. But before we get into the actual episode, I want to make a couple of quick announcements because a, a lot of work goes into these episodes. So I really, really want to be able to share with you my week, my monthly newsletter. It's called Oliver's Picks. And what it is, is every single month I'm devouring a ton of content, whatever it is, it's articles, videos, books, podcast episodes, quotes. And I, I put it into this little email that I send out every single month at the beginning of the month. So it acts like jet fuel to get you fired up to start your month. So if you're interested, I, I really hope that you sign up. It's olivermanalise.com forward slash picks, P-I-C-K-S. As well, on April 21st and 22nd, uh, if you're listening to this, this is 2018, uh, I'm hosting a two-day group transformational workshop called Reinvention Roadmap. I'd really be excited for you to come and join us. It's going to be the 10 steps that I've found really, really work and make a difference in the lives of the people that I get to work with, ways uh, that which create transformation and reinvention. If you are looking for somebody if you're looking for some guidance, if you're looking for an atmosphere to create some clarity, direction, and growth in your life, I think this is an incredible opportunity for you to explore and invest in yourself. For more information about that, you can go to olivermanalise.com forward slash events. And if you're listening to this as a thank you, you can use the promo code INNERTRIBE, I-N-N-E-R-T-R-I-B-E. And that is pretty much it for our announcements besides the fact that, please, if you're getting some value from this, go to iTunes, write a five-star review. We get more visibility that way. Our amazing guests get more visibility, and it would mean the world if you could go do that. And that is it for all the announcements. Thank you so much for sticking around for it, not fast-forwarding through it. And uh, here we go. It is my pleasure to share with you all my interview with the one and only Jillian B. Jillian B, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's a true honor to have you on here. Um, for some of the people who are listening who might not know who you are, they're being introduced to you for the first time. Tell us about who you are. Yes, of course. Um, I'm a self-care teacher. So I teach people how to take care of themselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Um, and I have a background in nutrition and as well uh, as a yoga teacher. And that kind of morphed um, as I as I did, <laughs> as I transformed and as I learned and, and, and grew, the way that I was able to help people really shifted it as well, too. So actually, uh, it took a turn more towards the spiritual, emotional aspects of well-being. Um, and now I'm actually studying, um, I'm taking my, my master's in transpersonal psychology, which is essentially spiritual psychology. So it's all kind of coming together to create this really um, amazing um, d domain of knowledge um, and wisdom to be able to help the whole being from. So I really do love um, helping people to really connect with themselves the deeper parts of themselves um, and and shed the fears, the insecurities, the conditioning that's kind of keeping them um, from experiencing the, the, what is deep, deeper down is the authentic self. That's interesting. So it's like you start with the body, like yoga, the asana, the physical practice, 
and you're in nutrition. So what are you putting into your body? What are you fueling yourself with? What are you uh, rejuvenating your body with? And now you're almost at a, at a deeper level in terms of the work that you're that you want to do that you are doing with people. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think all of it is so important. Yeah. You know, like we can't, we can't really like be at peace in our bodies until we're like feeding it the right food and taking care of it. And it's only from that place that we're able to really transcend and, and you know, and grow spiritually. Um, but of course, there is, you know, the the element of just getting into our bodies, which is called embodied spirituality is, is this, this concept of, yeah, yoga is, is, is such a, a key proponent of this of just feeling everything, you know, our bodies are constantly communicating with us absolutely mm -hmm. all day long. Every symptom, every, you know, every ache, every pain is, is your body's way of communicating with you. So until we really uh, get, get to know ourselves using practices like yoga or qigong or, you know, whatever um, physical practice calls you, um, I think that you're missing a very big part of being alive. I love the way that you put that. And uh, for me, self-knowledge is such an important part of the equation. And part of the reason why I'm so interested in having this conversation with you and having you on is because I just have a deep fascination in people's transformation and their reinvention. Mm -hmm. And you have quite the epic story. <laughs> and I would, love, I would love for us to get into a little bit of that so people have some context. I, I feel like... Mm -hmm context is very important so we can see why does Jillian B see the world this yeah. way see herself this way and why does she uh why is she stepping into her power in this way and I think it gives people a better understanding but to to kind of make it like more I guess beautified to put it together it would be so nice for you to just tell us what a day in your life looks like right now mm -hmm. and we can compare that to 10 years, okay. ago, 10 years ago, because I, I think you said it was 10 years ago, 10 year yeah. anniversary. Mm -hmm. So, so today I really do live the best life ever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not bragging. It's just straight up. I have an amazing life. Um, and, and so my, my day to day, it really depends. I have two very distinct modes. Uh, when I'm here, I live in BC and I live in the forest. So it's a very quiet, introspective, uh, deeply spiritual experience every day. Um, and then out in the world teaching, you know, it's very extroverted. It's, it's the, it's the yang of the yin, right? So, it, you know, both are extremely, um, important, um, and they feed one another in their own interesting ways. But when I'm out in the world, it's, you know, I'm, I'm teaching, it's very, um, very in my power, helping people in every which way, um, you know, at a lot of different retreats and, and workshops and festivals. And it's just, oh, it's so beautiful. I, I really, really enjoy it. I live and breathe what I do. Yeah, people get to work with you and experience your work all around the world on your retreats. Um, mm -hmm. You're doing these crazy Facebook lives where like 80,000, 90,000 people are watching, which is just um, every uh, so great. That is so it's great. So and then it's at the so same fun. time, you live in the forest or you live in the woods. Yeah. 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 So that's the beauty of the, of the internet, right? Yeah. That's like one of the best applications of the internet is being able to literally have, you know, 100,000 people on, on, on your show. Just like I'm pumping them up, like pumping <laughs> them up, which is like the best vibes ever. And it's just so much fun, so much fun to connect with people and, and 
you know, even if it's just over the internet, uh, I, I know that those are the people who, who really do need it, you know? So. The, the juxtaposition of that is just, is beautiful. It is definitely the yin and yang, like you say. So mm-hmm. that's a little snapshot of what your life is right now. Take us back to 10 years ago, because you have a, an incredibly interesting and diverse or, origin story. <laughs> Colorful, for sure. Colorful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 10, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I was, at, at this time, I was beginning my spiritual journey in a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it started almost as soon as I started working there because I was just put in situations where my life could have gone this way or it could have gone that way. And, you know, my intuition, that was when it was first starting to really speak to me and to guide me. And, um, but I, I wasn't ready to listen to that. (laughs) So I chose the way that was going against my intuition in a lot of different, a lot of different scenarios. And that created a lot of inner turmoil, a lot of anxiety, a lot of inner conflict. Um, but of course, uh, being immersed in the in the strip club world, uh, it didn't take very long before uh, I was a product of my environment. Um, I, I you know I started working there when I was just like this fresh little sparkly nineteen year old, and <laughs> wow. and and it was just it was just a matter of time before it all kind of rubbed off. And uh, you know the the strip club glamorizes a few different things. It glamorizes the ideal naked you know. Uh, sexy body uh, and drugs and alcohol um, and and just this this greed right um, and yeah it was a really I was so young and impressionable and highly gullible and influential and I was dating um, I was dating the owner's son at the time and he was ten years older than me and he just had me wrapped around his finger so. So, you know, I was definitely a, a willing participant in a lot of things that I did, but I um, I was definitely heavily influenced because I didn't have a strong anchor in who I was. I didn't know who I was. I was just like this social chameleon. And of course, at, you know, at that time, that was a very dark and, and draining place. Um, so... You know, there was a lot of things that were were said and were done um, that I wasn't incredibly proud of, um, but I've <laughs> I've done a lot of work and unpacking it all and, and forgiving myself, and um, I've learned and grown so much from that experience. I'm still unpacking it. I'm actually like going to be writing my master's dissertation using that experience um, to examine the psychology of of the strip club. Yeah, because I mean. Get- being there is one thing, but there's a lot of things that must have had to happen for you to get there. Like yeah, little absolutely. choices and things yeah. around your environment and the way you reacted to certain types of people and certain certain opportunities. I mean, for you to end yeah. up there, there's this whole trail of yeah. things. Yeah, and, and and a lot of it stems back to um stems back to the relationship that I've I've had with men. It's always been very uh never really pleasant until I've actually done the work of of reclaiming that. But it's, I think a really big part of what led me there was a very toxic relationship in high school. Um, and this was, uh, emotionally and verbally abusive daily, 
daily. Um, and I was, again, just wrapped around his finger and, um, it was, yeah, it was terrible. I, I think I cried every single day for three years. Wow. But so, so at, at some point you wanted to be in that relationship and then it just turned that way or, um, in, in high school, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I grew up always comparing myself to other people and, and somehow, you know, ranking myself on some invisible pecking order and deciding that I wasn't enough. So when he was interested in me, I was like, mm. oh my God, me? <laughs> so it's like someone sees me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You, like someone is actually acknowledging me. Yeah. But okay. what he saw was weakness and he took advantage of that. Wow. So how did this turn into, I mean, I, I feel like so much of our lives, it's where we suffer and we face adversity and we go through these challenges and these breakdowns because there's an opportunity there for transformation. Yeah. So like, what was, what was the moment for you? I mean, you're, you find <laughs> yourself in this, in this, in the strip club and you, and you eventually become a product of your environment. Like what, what had to happen? Like in terms of just like the plane coming down, like the crash and burn, like what had to happen for you to finally be like, Oh my God, this is not, what I want to be doing. Like, this is not who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fast forwarding a, a bit, it's, you know, like I said, it was that, that inner conflict that was, it just grew and it grew and it grew. And, um, you know, there was no amount of drugs or alcohol or prescription medication or you know, whatever else I was putting in my body at that time that could keep, could keep it away. Um, and so, you know, looking at the, the, from a, from a higher perspective, I, I wasn't happy. Um, I, a deeper part of me knew that I was being lied to, you know, cheated on and manipulated. Um, and then another part of me wasn't ready to see that. Um, and yeah, it was just like a, like you said, a series of events where, um, my, my boyfriend at the time was, you know, quite, he was using a lot of drugs and, and I was kind of moving, I was, you know, getting into yoga and moving more away from that. And it was just like, yeah, there was just like living these two, these two very distant lives, you know, like yoga, going to yoga and feeling good and, you know, being interested in doing my yoga teacher training and being around that, that energy. And then going literally from the heaven, the bliss of like Shavasana to the strip club. Uh, it was wow. just too much. For me to carry yeah and it was a very very hard thing for me to let go of because so much of my identity and my life was wrapped up into it but there was a moment where um i was driving so yeah my uh, like i said my, my boyfriend really liked to party and we were already working at the club till two in the morning and he loved to party past that and so uh, i was the driver and <laughs> So the, the, every moment that ticked by, I was just getting like more resentful, more angry, like more frustrated. And I was, uh, driving him home. He was passed out on the passenger seat window, literally with his like tongue sticking out of his mouth. Like oh, <laughs> I'll never forget it. And then, um, I'm, I'm watching the horizon as I'm driving on the Hawaii, uh, the highway and the sun's starting to rise and I've got my hands on the steering wheel and I'm like looking at him passed out and I'm looking at the sunrise and I'm just like burning up with anger, just burning up with anger. And I was just like, this is it. Like this can't be my life. Nope. This can't be it. <laughs> and, 
and then and then it was it was so magical like it's, i think that was the ultimate surrender for me that was the that was me giving the universe permission to come in and to 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 support me in leaving that because as soon as that happened um it was the, it was as though the universe just reached out and gave me a hand and pulled me plucked me out of that situation um like i said it, you know it it was it wasn't easy um, but I was given the opportunities to do so. And, and like you said earlier, your body is, you know, you, you have these messages, your body has, you have all these different feelings and emotions and sensations. And it sounds like that anger was brewing for a while and it's sure. kind of all built up to that point. Yeah. Where you're absolutely. finally ready to, to, to make a change, like do something different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that same anger that, you know, gets stored in our tissues, gets stored in our organs and, for for years after that, I you know I had been doing a lot of detoxing and purging this anger uh, that is still so fascinatingly inside of me. Um, but you know it, it's it's really it's really incredible um, how much the body will store for us until we're ready to deal with it. So when you look when you look back now, especially with your training and your 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 work with your clients, if you look back mm -hmm. now. Was that version of you that ten you know ten years ago was the anger like already there, but maybe being avoided or numb yeah. or suppressed or something like that? Because yeah, it must have been like the sun sunrise and then it was just connected. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually like over the top angry about this. I can't even continue yeah. this way. It was it was like um, you know every single time that we give our power away. And when I say give our power away, it's it's basically, you know, when we people please or we don't speak up for ourselves or, you know, we don't follow our intuition or we eat that thing we said we're not going to or it's like going against yourself, right? Every time you do that, you're disappointing yourself and that innermost part of you knows that and is keeping track of that and gets really, really angry, you know, when we go against that inner wisdom. So that that's all like stored within and and essentially, like, you know, with my high school relationship and, and the strip club um, <laughs> scenario um, was that there was I, I didn't know there's a saying we accept the love we think we deserve. Yeah. So I stayed in that. I endured that because I thought that's the best I could ever have. That's the best I had ever had. So, right? like, self-worth has a lot to do with it. Like, if my oh. self-worth says... Um, get love and attention from this type of person. That's what you deserve. That's what you're going to give yourself. That's what you're going to allow into your life. Absolutely. And this extends to every single area of our life, finances, you know, our jobs, our friends, yeah, our lovers, whatever it is, like what, you know, it's, it's our self-worth that essentially dictates the quality of our life. So what, what did you do afterwards? What happened um, next? Yeah, I I, um, I went and stayed with a friend for a few months, and then I ended up getting a, a condo downtown Toronto and kind of really starting my life there. Um, but it took a while for me to separate my, fin my the financial piece from from that because I was just so entangled in in that life. Mm -hmm. You know, purchased a house, we were building a house together, and like, anyways, that just took so long to separate. Um, 
And then, yeah, I, I, I moved to Toronto and, and just started my, my new life there. But of course, because I was so used to the, the lifestyle uh, that the, the strip club life afforded, I started working at the clubs in Toronto as well, too, for a, shorter per- a short period of time, two years, on and off for two years. And uh, during that time, I was also working a full-time job. So I was burning the candle at both ends, like big time. <laughs> what do you think that was? Just to kind of rebuild yourself or? Um, well, for, for many reasons. Um, the, the burning the candle at both ends thing was nothing that was new. It was a very familiar pattern for me. Um, and that also ties into self-worth um, because we, we feel that, you know, we, um, in order to, to be worthy and to be valuable, we have to be, you know, burning, burning doing. ourselves out. Doing, yeah, doing, doing. doing. Um, and so, so that was, that was a really big lesson for me. And then also because that was originally kind of what drew me to, to Toronto was the, these new friends that I had met through the clubs. Um, uh. it just, it just kind of, it just, yeah, it was just the natural progression of things, but I was able to, to move on from that. Um, and it was definitely a big reality check because the money uh, is easy, so easy come, so easy go um, that it's not reality. Yeah, the lure of it is so powerful. Oh, my goodness me. It's so, <laughs> yes. it's so addicting. I remember yeah. when, I was, uh, when I was in the real estate business, it was always like, okay, I'm going to sell more properties, get those commission checks, and then it'll, it'll float me as I build my coaching business. It'll mm-hmm. float me. And it was just like, it was such a tease. It was just, just, I just kept falling for it, but really it was killing my soul. Yeah. this is the archetypal pattern of the prostitute. <laughs> and this, this is a, this is a, a pattern that every single one of us upon awakening has to face and transcend, not transcend, evolve yeah. because it's always going to be there. It's actually something that we need to engage with. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, evolve. So there's the prostitute, there's the saboteur, the victim, and the child. That the, These are the four universal survival archetypes that we all have to, to work with. Say that again, the um, prostitute, the yeah, child. Yeah, the prostitute, the saboteur, and the victim. Saboteur and the victim. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think I've been all, th- all four. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't surprise me. And if you haven't, then you, you'll, you'll see the other one soon. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> so you're so you're in the you're in the club scene. You're burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what? How did you evolve and get into mm-hmm. the work that so you're doing? Was, yeah. Yoga was always a part of the picture. So it was always there. Um, always there. Yeah. Um, I was teaching yoga as as well too. Plus the full time job that I was working at was I was the director of nutrition and yoga at a health and wellness company. So mm-hmm. I was always in the nutrition and, and health world, yet still a little bit tapped into the club life. And that was slowly kind of on its way out. Um, after I decided to um, quit the quit the club, um, after I decided to quit the full-time job, I started a yoga studio. Um, wow. That was a, a interesting, <laughs> interesting journey. Um, and that was really fun. But I just felt like a caged bird. Like I really want, I felt so called to travel and to teach retreats and just be out there. And, and so it was amazing and it was such a great learning experience, but it wasn't, it wasn't like sustainable in the long run for my ultimate fulfillment. 
how glamorous is it actually really because there's a lot of people who have the dream of i want to open up a yoga studio i when i look at that i see such a huge challenge like paying yeah. rent you're paying uh, for inventory for stuff you're paying electricity utilities heat yeah, like, it it's took hot the yoga fun. like it seems like it's it took the fun right out of yoga and it really <laughs> did kind of um yeah it just made it it made it more of a mundane you know thing instead of and I was teaching way too much like way too much that I was I wasn't even excited for my own practice uh, right body was burning out like it was just it was just crazy so yeah I'm really like I said learned so much from every single part of of these these journeys um but ultimately I know that I'm I'm meant to be here in the forest and, and then out there teaching in the world and to have kind of this this interesting balance of both what brought you to living in the forest? Yeah, um, so I was living in Toronto. Isolating, it feels like it feels mm-hmm. like solo, quiet. Oh my god, it's the best! <laughs> <laughs> so I lived downtown Toronto for six years, um, and always felt like I was just like trying, working so hard just to survive. Um, and I'm extremely, you know energy sensitive, um, extremely, you know, tuned in. And so for me to be living in the concrete jungle with sirens and ambulances and streetcars going by my window 24 hours a day was a very intense psychic situation. So, uh, I was feeling called every time I'd go to nature, I would just feel this big, huge, like, <sighs> you know, so, and you had to drive like an hour to get, to get to some, to decent forest outside Toronto. So that just, it just wasn't conducive. And there was a lot of fear about leaving, of course, um, because I had built up my, my brand and my business there. And community. But in my like, community. All your peeps so, are here. I know, I know. Um, so, so then I, I, I finally just, I finally just did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a slow, slow progression. I lived in Victoria. So that the, the more uh, populated part for a, about a year and then and then moved here in last summer and I've just been thriving absolutely thriving since coming here how far is the next human being uh, well actually I live in a, a cottage that has two floors so I live on the top floor and there's people downstairs so okay. it's not, but it's not beyond that fast. well but like beyond that uh, um I drive 25 minutes into town but I mean, you could drive 25 minutes to get groceries in Toronto. So that's right. <laughs> I think it's I think it's perfect. And plus, I like absolutely, especially working on my computer so much. Um, being in school and being an online uh, entrepreneur, um, I really do need that the forest, the daily forest time to buffer to buffer all the tech time. Yeah, that makes that makes so much sense. And I, I could see that being connected, like electronically with the whole world and still being able to have that. Okay, well, now I'm going to go for a walk. Now, I'm, now I'm out of here. Like it gives yeah. you that it strikes that right balance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, that's what a lot of us need, but we don't know that's what we need. <laughs> so how did you find out? Like, how did you kind of I don't know, tune in that tune into that part of yourself to just be like, well, there's there's this huge thing about letting go, right? Like if someone's going to quit a job and move into a new direction or someone wants to move to another city, there's so many things there 
that that kind of keep people right like I have family here and I have my community and my friends and everything I've built. Like I have all this momentum. And if I just stayed here, I, there's this tra- the tra- trajectory of my life. Like I can see where my life is going and I have all the resources that I need. So to start from scratch somewhere else, then obviously despite the technology yeah. part, but it, it takes, you a lot a of cur- deep- takes a lot of courage, right? Oh, absolutely. But it was just a very deep uh, soul calling. Like I just, I just knew it. And yeah, of course, like I said, every freaking fear came up, you know, and I just, I just had to trust. I just had to trust that I was doing the right thing and that I was being guided. Um, and that it would ultimately, you know, despite all the pain of letting go of my friends and my family and my past life and, you know, the car and the condo and blah, blah, blah. Um, it was, it was so worth it. It was so worth it. So incredibly worth it. And you know what? Um, I go back, I I go back to Toronto often. In fact, I'm going back next week for an event. And when I go back, everyone is so excited to see me. I see the very best of people. Um, and I, you know, I, I still visit all of the companies that I spent all those years building those, you know, the relationships with, and Mm. it's just, it's so fun for me to go back now. Whereas before living there, uh, you know, day in and day out was just so draining. Wow. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really, that's huge. (laughs) A lot of people, this is important because a lot of people who are listening to this think about, what do I want, what do I want to do with my life? You know, what do I want to do? And I think that's important. Who do I want to be? I think that's probably a more important question. Like who it goes a little bit deeper, but also where do I want yeah. to be? And I think for so many people that I get to be in a conversation with the, where is something that we don't necessarily always tune into. It's just like, okay, yeah. hey, genuinely, do I, you know, do I belong here? Is this my home? Yeah. I think I had some pretty amazing influences uh, along the way as well too, like um, David David Avocado Wolf, whose whose sh- um, page I do the Facebook live on yeah. every day. Um, he was a very big part of of showing me the importance of nature in in my own healing. Uh, he has he had a place like up you know up north in Ontario and you know, we would go and, and it would just be such a healing experience for me. And, and he really just showed me that, that life. And, and, and every time I was there, I had just crazy healing experiences and it was just such a big release and it was just so amazing. So I knew, I knew that there was more to it than just city life for me. Like I knew that that couldn't just be like, you know, once, once a month or once every few months, experience like no that needed to be that needed to be a regular medicine mm-hmm. medicine and it's and it sounds like and it looks like that's where you thrive yeah <laughs> i think everybody can see that and so that's even why like tell. my mom like my mom was just like yeah like i i don't want you to go but i know that toronto's too harsh for you and that that you that you need a better quality of life so I was having tea with a friend of mine and my fiance today, and uh, mm-hmm. he was talking about how, because he's a rapper, and he's like, all these rappers are, you know, sprouting out in, in Toronto, and there's so many of them. And I'm just, and he lives in Brampton. And so I'm just like, well, all the rappers are in Toronto. Why don't you go hang out with all those people in Toronto? Like, your lease is up. Why don't you move there and just see what it's like to be in that environment? Because um, there's this one thing that I learned how in California, 
there's only one native palm tree in California. The rest of them are imported from other tropical places. But it's in the right climate, the right environment that they could all thrive. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for you, it's like, I need to be in nature. I need to be immersed in this type of world. And that's where I thrive. And I think we need to kind of ask ourselves that question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And it's going to be different for every single one of us. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing that is consistent. You <laughs> <laughs> need nature daily in order to be a balanced human being. That's just a human thing. It's just a human thing. We weren't meant to live in boxes with recycled air and barely any daylight. We well, when weren't. you put it that way, Jillian... <laughs> no seriously <laughs> like it, it's just we we need to make sure that we're getting nature in somehow um every single day yeah, absolutely so mm-hmm. i i, I want to go back to the whole self-worth thing because you know we we yeah. give ourselves what we feel we deserve we accept the love that we feel we deserve what was it for you like what were some of the fundamental pieces that allowed you to kind of cultivate your own self-worth because you are a self-care teacher it's it's all about self-love and that's kind of what has drawn me to 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 watch your journey and want, and want to have you on because i feel like that's the most important love like to be able to love yourself yeah so i i think that this is where the psychological aspect comes into play it it's you know we have spirituality and 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 you know, there's so many like meditation and all these practices out there that help us to grow spiritually, but we can, in, in doing so, we can actually, what's called spiritual, spiritually bypass some really important work. And this work is shadow work. It's actually God. looking at our subconscious and what we cannot see on the daily um, and using different psychological frameworks and tools and, you know, therapy practices to actually uncover what it is that is rotting your (laughs) self-worth yeah so there's so many things that we can do but i think until we really dive deep into our shadow beliefs our limiting beliefs um you know the stories the the inner critic you know until we go there um we're on a very shaky foundation and, you know, from the outside, we can look like we have it all together, but it only right. takes like, you know, a little gust of wind uh, to to reveal that shadow, that shadow side of us. And it will usually come up in, in you know, the most inconvenient time in the most inconvenient way. Um, and, and, and for a lot of times, especially like we see in, you know, this, the world of celebrities, it just blows up in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, Poetically. <laughs> oh, yeah. So to avoid that is to look where you have tried your whole life not to look. So did you do that on your own? Did you have outside support? Did you have coaches, therapists? Yeah. What did you do? For the most part, I've been doing this on my own. I definitely have at times seen a therapist once or twice or, you know, talked to a coach once or twice, but I never worked with someone, you know, Mm -hmm. for a long period of time. Um, I, I, I started getting into uh, the, the spiritual psychology end of things years ago. And that's when I found, uh, you know, found this work, especially the work of Carl Jung and a lot of the other um, kind of more, 
new age teachers who have have you know followed up with his stuff like i i found debbie ford's book the dark side of light chasers like mm. 5 or 6 years ago that book was so amazing for helping to explain some of this this deeper darker stuff um but where where it kind of all bridges is is self love and it is learning to love and accept all parts of us the light the light and enjoyable the good parts of us using air quotes and then also the, the dark ugly you know bad parts of us everything that we've deemed unworthy that as long as that sits there in the shadow which is you know beyond the light of conscious awareness um the longer it, it's going to take you to really get to where you want to be to evolve, to, to be at your highest and your best because you're carrying around all this emotional baggage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was the biggest, the biggest piece for me. And I think that's something that's definitely to be underlined. Um, because yeah, with, there's so much emphasis on positive thinking and, and, and spiritual practices and transcending and, and meditating our worries away. Um, but really at the end of the day, that's just a band aid. Yeah. And yes, that's so important, but because we live in the Western world and we have all of these influences that people in Tibet uh, and you know India don't necessarily have to deal with, we need um, a new kind of spirituality. And that is you know exactly what I'm studying. It's transpersonal psychology. It's the, the meeting of Western depth psychology and Eastern spiritual traditions. And, and what I hear from what you're from what you're sharing is, it's like there's that inner observer constantly judging mm -hmm. us and we kind of carry all of that stuff. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm such a if, – if we kind of were just really, really harsh and hypervigilant about everything that we've done in our entire lives, it's like, of course, like this is the type of life that I feel I deserve because I've seen all the crap things that I've done before that maybe no one else has seen. But it sounds like what you're saying, it's like – you're trying to acknowledge it, find a way to accept it in yourself, and then integrate that as, okay, if you, if you ignore that, if you kind of just turn your turn your head and look the other way, well, there's ramifications. Like you have that Absolutely. inner saboteur, you have that victim inside of you, and it, that just starts to play out. So how, does, how do we start looking at the shadow side of ourselves? Yeah, great question. So it, my advice would be to look at those four patterns, the saboteur, the victim, the prostitute, and the archetype, because those are likely at play not to piss you off, but actually to help you to grow, right? So instead of being frustrated with those parts of us or hating or being angry or, you know, pushing and resisting against those parts of us is to turn and to open to them and ask them what they're there to teach us. And, you know, to gain that, to gain that guidance and that wisdom from our, our own selves is so empowering and so liberating all in its own, but it's to actually go that step further and to, to find, you know, to find the gift and to actually learn to work with and like I said, evolve, engage and evolve that part of us as a partner, as an ally, instead of an enemy. Um, that's where really where it happens, you know, so it's like looking at these parts of us and saying, Hey, I see you. I hear you. Um, I get why you're doing the things that you're doing. Um, but it's okay. Cause I'm here now. Um, and you know, we can work on this together. You know, you don't have to react in that same old way anymore. 
as opposed to like resisting it and fighting with it like it doesn't yeah. belong like you shouldn't be here it's almost <laughs> like well what are you trying to tell me like what what why yeah. why are Guess you here let's what? start a conversation exactly because that part of you is never going to go away it's a part of you just like your nose or your toe so um it, it's just a psychic part of you it's a part of you that you you can't see but it is very much there and alive and so to mm. push it away is to try and cut your own toe off um it, it just doesn't work um and it causes way more pain so you know carl Jung has a, has a quote that says what you resist persists what you resist persists mm -hmm. And that's so true because the more we push against it, the stronger that comes on, right? So why? So you said it's a, it's survival, right? They're the archetypes mm -hmm. of survival. So survival yeah. is like I need to protect myself, fight, mm -hmm. flight, freeze, feed, Very, fornicate, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's all. I'm Very sure. root chakra, right? So, okay. but if we're looking at if we're looking at kind of the the development of 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 a human, that's our those are our primary needs, right? And so we need to learn how to take care of ourselves using those survival mechanisms. And, and this, this is kind of like the different levels of empowerment, right? So the, the base ones, when we start off, we're just starting, we're just surviving. And you'll hear a lot of people say like, I was, I'm just in survival mode, mm -hmm. right? But we, the goal is to go from survival, surviving to thriving. Yeah. And so in order to do that, it's like we're climbing this ladder of empowerment within us and every single step along the way, we need to make sure that, you know, we are fully responsible for ourselves. And when I say for ourselves, it's your, con it's your consciousness, it's your power. And so once you uh, prove to yourself and the universe that you're capable, you're responsible, you're trustworthy at that level, you'll, the next level will open up for you. And it just keeps on going like this. And it's through a series of initiations that we're slowly working our way up. Um, and it's, it's challenging. It's definitely challenging. And a lot of us, that's would the dirty work. Like that's really, yeah, absolutely. But this is the work I'm committed to. It's not, it's not, <laughs> the, it's not the sexy stuff of like, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to work out. And like I said, like, you know, there's, there's uh it's very easy just to become, complacent and not deal with our stuff we have yeah. so many different defense mechanisms in well, place from long long ago that are just our default setting but to you know to this path of empowerment requires us to become fully conscious and that means you know becoming aware of our motives and you know looking to see where we're investing our power and making sure that you know it's, it's whatever we feed our power into is going to grow. So it's our responsibility to make sure that we're investing it into things that matter, not just for ourselves personally, but for humanity. So I, I, I want to get, get your thoughts on the whole idea of hustling and grinding because yeah. it's, I feel like that paradigm is dead, but, but there's so many people who are, uh, they're listening to this and they, some of it probably resonates with them. They realize that, okay, I do need to probably create them, create some space and look inwards and try and figure some of this stuff out that Jillian's saying, but they're busy on the other side of like, okay, burning the candle at both ends, overworking, hustling, grinding. I have to do 10 million things at once. I would love kind of your, your thoughts on how that culture is playing out the way it is right now and any, what shifts you're, you're noticing. Yes. Um, so 
that was a really big reason why I left Toronto was because the pace of the city uh, is so fast that you cannot help yourself as you know as a as an individual you cannot help but but speed yourself up to to go at that pace because we want to fit in we want to belong right so you know even if you are meditating 2 hours a day i can assure you that living in a city is definitely going to be kind of sp- speeding you up in some sense so this 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 speed creates what i call the hustle hangover and oh my goodness <laughs> It is just, it's so draining in the long run and it just doesn't serve our, our highest and our best. So that's why I'm such a firm you know, believer in having the balance, you know, making sure that you're taking care of yourself, making sure that you're getting into nature regular and making sure that you're taking those vacation days and not just going you know, to Las Vegas and, and partying and getting completely smashed, but go to a yoga retreat, do something that's going to nourish you and fill you up. Um, the... The piece about, yeah, you, you said that the hustle is, is dead. You know, I, I would really like to to believe that, but I think that for many people who are, who are out there and who are listening, that's still very much a reality for them. Uh, and that comes that comes comes down to, you know, the, the social conditioning. And, you know, living in the city, we, we feel this, and I'm not shaming anyone who's living in the city by any means. I'm just I'm highlighting it and giving an example. Um that we need to, we feel this need to keep up. We feel this yeah. need to keep up. We feel this need to keep up. And I'm in the forest. I still feel this. Because it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's very uh, it's entrenched. Nature. Yeah, it's very entrenched uh, in, That's the survival in, uh, part. In, in society these days, right? So, and, and we're very much affected by, by that, especially because we're also connected by the collective. So, yeah, I think that's where we really need to step up and become ever more responsible for ourselves, ever more conscious of how and when and, and how we're in, choosing to invest our time and our energy so that we can strike a balance that feels good for us, that feels uh, nourishing, that feels sustainable. Mm-hmm. Because in the long run, we can't keep going at that rate if we're putting, you know, at the expense of our health. And, we and, can't. And that's part of the, you know, I. When I see people constantly hustling, I think that is really what they're they're missing. It's real. It's not seeing the fact that there's a part of themselves that there's a level of aliveness that they are just not experiencing. Like yeah, that is but, gone. So what you're but, saying uh, is go into nature, <laughs> go to a yoga retreat, do things yeah. that nourish your soul, get, and that's a lot to be with. Yeah, Isn't that hard to be with? Yeah, I think it's just so important that people get out of their bubble, out of that daily, the, the daily grind, because that's where you actually gain perspective and you see things from from that higher place where you see what's working for you and what's not working for you and have that opportunity to course correct. Um, luckily, you know, living living more in aligned with nature, even if it's just having a backyard, yeah. you know, you know, the, the nature has this amazing way of of you know, we, we, nature has cycles, so does the human body. And so the, the more connected to nature we are, the more connected to our, our own cycles we are. And so, you know, there's, there's different times, uh, in, in the month where, you know, things are more go, go, go. And, and certain times in the month, month where things are, are more yin, are more introspective, are more about nourishment and, and to be disconnected from nature is to be disconnected from our own true nature. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's why I'm such a big proponent of it. The other piece is this busyness thing is, is by far the Westerners number one addiction um, because it, it, it is another way that we bypass doing the work. It's another way that we make all these excuses that we don't have time to go to yoga. We don't have time to journal. We don't have time to whatever, right? Um, we're, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And, and, and ultimately, um, that's fine and, and you, you'll get shit done, that's for sure. Um, but that's where we can kind of expect the blow up later on. Do, do you ever find with the clients that you work with that, that is exactly what they're doing? It's like, yeah. stay busy because if I'm not, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to like what I see. Like in that space, I don't know if I'm going to like what I see. And that might be, that might cause me to go move into the forest, which I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly it. It gives us a false sense of, of worth, a false sense of value. Um, and that's not, it's not true. It's not authentic. Mm. It's really just this, this high <laughs> that we get from helping other people and doing things so fast and multitasking and this and that and that, you know, um, and it does, it makes us feel good and like we're contributing. Um, but, but ultimately we need to feel good and have that sense of value without that. It's fine to have that, but we need to make sure that we have a stable sense of self without that as well. So I would love to hear how you integrate this into your life because from the outside looking in, you're very productive blogs, mm -hmm. videos, Facebook live. You have a new course that came out. You have an event that you're doing coming up. Um, you have retreats that you're like, that you're going to be doing. So it's like, okay, you look, you look busy from the outside. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, how do you strike the balance for yourself? How do you integrate some of these practices? Like, tell us how, how that shows up like on a daily, on a weekly. Yeah. So, um, I think uh, what, it, like I said, the, the saving grace is is being able to just unplug and and go. You know, like my out my at least hour in nature every day. I cannot tell you how even productive that is. Like it's like that's where all my creative juice comes from. That's mm -hmm. I'm so inspired by nature that I, if I'm if I have a problem that I, that I need to work through, I just go for a walk. My Facebook live show. I just I don't even know what the topic is. I'll just go for a walk the day before. And just wait for the, the inspiration to hit me. So my day, you know, I, I, I wake up and, and I go sit at my altar or I go outside or I journal. And I just make sure I just I just ease into my day. I do. I, re I ease into my day. I, I try not to plan, plan things, you know, earlier than 10 o'clock so that I can just have that time to, to really take care of myself first. Um, before, before getting into emails, you know, getting into to all this, the, the needs and demands of, of other people. One of the other saving graces for me is also that I'm three hours behind Toronto time. So that, <laughs> that's what I, yeah, I realized that when I was booking this, I'm just like, wait, she's in, oh yeah, <laughs> she's three hours really behind. Helps. It really helps. Cause I'm no longer on that same clock where everything needs to be done by 5 PM. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just, oh my gosh, the break in the time zones has been so, so incredible. You got the, it's like you got a buffer, especially if a lot of your clients are out here. Mm -hmm, right they now. are, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's awesome. So yeah. what, what else, what can we do? Like if we're listening yeah. to this, how do we, how do we integrate some of this into our lives? 
more, right. more, more of us need self-worth, okay. self-love okay. practices. Yeah. So I think, I think when it, when it comes to just like, what, what can we all do? It's make sure that we are making a conscious effort to balance our tech time with, with nature time, self-care time. Uh, the, the, the days where we wake up, we check our cell phone, we're on it all day long. And it's the last thing we look at before bed. That can't be a thing. Even it when it's really snowing can't. and it's awful outside. Yeah. It's just not, it's not, it's not <laughs> sustainable. So, uh, I, I recommend a digital detox for at least an hour, uh, an hour after waking up and an hour before bed, at least an hour, hopefully two. Um, but you know, we'll just start with baby steps, right? So the, those are okay. uh, really key times because those when consciousness is the most um, impressionable, and so we want to make sure that we're filling ourselves with inspiring, you know, books and and journaling and just nourishing our consciousness as best as we can during those times. As well during the day, taking little walking breaks, um, you know, getting a grounding mat to use at your computer so that you're not getting all What's this. What's a grounding cream. mat? Um. Yeah. So uh, a grounding mat is essentially um, this little mat that you can put your computer on, or you can have one underneath your desk and put your feet on. And it's going to help to ground the, the, the electromagnetic charges that come from technology. <laughs> and you can also that is get, cool. yeah, you can um, get little, uh, my friends at EMR Shields, they have little sticky things that you can put on your computer and, and your tablets and your phones and also wearable body armor that helps to um, neutralize the electromagnetic fields that come from the computers. That's a very big piece and something that I am very vigilant with. Um, as well, drinking water, and not just any water, but spring water. Please do not drink Toronto tap water. Huge. Like, if you want to upgrade your life, you're going to have to change your water. <laughs> um, and what else can we do? Um, and, yeah, get into yoga. I think you and I would both agree on that one. Like yoga has this amazing way, amazing way of transforming you no matter what your intention is. So I think just go and, and just keep going, just keep going uh, and let, and let it work you. I love it. So you said uh, an hour of like tech free and which is after you wake up and right before you go to bed. Yeah. Taking like a walking nature break. Yeah. Getting some getting some grounding uh, mats for your technology, for your phone. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually been unplugging the Wi-Fi before I go to bed as well. Yeah. Like just turn off, the, turn off the router. And for some, I don't know if it's placebo, but I feel just deeper sleeps. Just... It's definitely much better. But the issue is when we live in congested areas, there's about 40 or 50 different Wi-Fi signals coming into your condo. Yeah, there's other... Your neighbors, exactly. So, so, so yeah, uh, do do the best that you can. Don't sleep with the phone beside your head. Put it on airplane mode. You know, do everything that you can, but but know that, you know, you really, um, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot that you're spring you're water. Doing. Spring water. Yeah. So so the, I'm a huge proponent of actually going to get spring water yourself, but I know that's probably a stretch for a lot of people. So um, Cedar Springs delivers in, in Toronto in glass bottles. In glass. I would highly, highly recommend getting some, some amazing water delivered to your place because um, 
it is because we are mostly water, it is one of the fastest ways to, to you know, upgrade your health, well-being and consciousness um, is, is changing the water that you drink. Not awesome. plastic water bottles. Please don't drink those. <laughs> I love it. So I, I, I want to be respectful of your time. Can I ask you a couple more questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay, awesome. So when it comes to you being on this journey, do you have any resources that you can offer offer up to us, like things to, to read, things to watch that have made a huge impact on you? Okay. Um, it just depends. There's such a diverse, <laughs> a diverse, is there one area that you can think of, whether it's like yoga or nutrition or, or any, just anything? Yeah. Anything that's made a big difference maybe for, for you and for your clients, something that's. Okay. Well, while on the topic of spring water, um, there's a website called findaspring.com. Find oh. Yeah. So you can actually type it in and find the closest spring to you with all the details, the testing, like it's just the most amazing thing. There's one that I love up in the Uxbridge area. It's called Chalk Lake. So highly recommend going there and filling up your jugs. That, like I said, has just been such a big shift for me. And I brought a lot of people on board when I was in Toronto and I, they, they're still sending me pictures every single time they go to the spring and it just, it just fills my heart with joy. (laughs) I have uh, yet I have yet to go get my own spring water like okay. well, you fresh send, like that. You send me a picture when you go because it's going to change will. your life. You you won't ever want to drink normal water ever again. Okay, that's a good one actually. Um <laughs> what would you say is the most important no that you have made recently? Like you have declared no to something and it's freed up your life. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, coming back to this idea of, of, of busyness, it's just, um, because I do have so my fingers in so many different pockets right now. Uh, it's, it's a constant, um, it's a, not a battle. It's just this constant balancing act of, uh, which opportunities to say yes to and which opportunities to say no to. And there's so much that I want to do right now, but that I've had to shelf for a little bit because I am in school and that is a very big priority for me. Um, and as well, you know, like my clients is a huge priority for me. So uh, one know that, and, and I love everything that I do. And I think that's like the, the hardest part is like, okay, I've got 10 yeah. things that I absolutely love and I have to, in order to honor myself, I have to say no to one of these things. What's it going to be? And so recently, um, I was doing a second Facebook live show on my on my own page on Facebook, and I'm I'm just taking a break um, until at least until I'm done essay season, um, because it's just I got I got lots to focus on. So that was one thing that I decided last week that I was going to pull. I, I think you you hit something really really important because people who are listening to this, a lot of them are multi passionate, like love so many different ways of expressing themselves of being of service to their community and it's like well how do i decide like there's only so much time i can't Mm -hmm. you can't i always believe that you can do it all but just not all at once yes i agree you kind of just do it one at a time yeah what would you say 
it's, it just comes down to, to checking in to see what's, you know, what's honoring you, what's the most nourishing, what, what are you getting the most from, you know, if there's something that's like a big, um, drain, cut that. That's, that's the thing to cut, you know, focus on, on what fills you up and what feels good and, and what is, yeah, what is the most nourishing in, in all kind of aspects. What would you say is your most favorite yoga pose? Mm. Right now. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It changes right now. It's, um, the, it's frog pose. I know that there's multiple oh. frog, but the one where your, your knees are open and you're, oh man, just the, the inner, inner groin stretch right now is, is amazing. Loving it. That, it hurts in such a good way. I had some of that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was, what was my last question? Oh yeah. Your next, what would you say your, your growth edge is right now? What do you mean by that? Exactly. So when it comes to you, let's say like you're, you're in your comfort zone, the growth mm -hmm. happens when you're just at, you're just pushing the boundary, you're pushing the edge. And a lot of people say step outside of your comfort zone, but that's kind of intense. Yeah. It's, it's not easy to step outside of it, but if you okay. just kind of like get to the edge of it, what would you say your, your next growth edge is or. Ah, there's two really big things that, um, that I haven't come forward about yet publicly, uh, but okay. <laughs> that uh, are definitely that thing for me, for sure. Um, and one, I don't think I will explain exactly what it's about because I haven't shared it publicly yet, but one is about <laughs> in a very physical, very finite way, um, letting go of the past me, letting go of this, another kind of undoing of this, this, this old me that was really just like the fake me. <laughs> um, so there, <laughs> there's a really big um, step that I'm preparing to take uh, in order to undo that. Um, like I said, in a, in a very tangible, visible way. Um, huh. So, yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> and then Thanks. The other, the other is actually coming out with and revealing this new part of me that I, a, a part of me fears is not as socially acceptable as the past me. It's very mysterious. Um, intriguing. <laughs> I like it. So tell us about what you're most excited about coming up that we can, I, I know you have your event, you have your new course, yeah. would love for yeah. you to share some of that. Yeah. So my, my new course is called the self-love activation and it is my baby. I'm just Good so name. proud. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's essentially like a, a Kickstarter course for people who need to get to know themselves and you know, learn, learn how to understand everything about them. Um, because there's just no guide for this. Uh, this, this course does involve both spiritual work, psychological work, and, you know, and all of it combined because, um, 
that, like I was explaining earlier, is the most effective way for the Westerner. Um, and that's something that we really do need to take into consideration of, on this journey. Um, so my course is, is just so amazing and um, always looking to, to, to spread the word about it because it's, the, it's basically a package of all the main teachings that I teach in my workshops and courses and, and with my one-on-one -on -one clients, um, but in a very easy to digest, <laughs> super uh, comprehensive um, package for people um, who are looking to kind of get that foundation for this self-love lifestyle that I, that I live and teach. Um, and then I have, uh, yeah, the event that there's two events in Toronto on March 10th, um, with David Wolf. Uh, and then I also have, um, tomorrow today, which is a conscious culture festival that I'm a part of in Jamaica and that's May 1st to 6th. So I'll be there teaching and having the best time ever. <laughs> I love it. And t tell us about what kind of people you, you work with. So some people who are listening to this and they're, they're intrigued, they're interested. Um, mm -hmm. What kind of people are you looking to work with and oh, yeah. what do you want to do with uh, them? Okay. So yeah, um, I, I do work with people one-on-one, -on -one, like I said. Um, of course, because I have so many things going on, I can only work with a select few. So that's mm -hmm. why I've kind of um, established the courses. Um, so that I can reach more and more people, um, more than just kind of I'm able to do one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and so the people who, who are best suited for this work are the people who have been, who really resonate with a lot of what we talked about today. Um, definitely um, can, can hear and, and, and see a lot of themselves in, in my story. Um, the people who look at my Instagram and, you know, re really connect with that as well too. Um, but also, you know, the people who struggle with insecurity, the people who struggle with self-doubt, the people who struggle with self-confidence, who feel um, that they are you know, ashamed of them, themselves, ashamed of their bodies, ashamed of their bank accounts, ashamed of their skills, um, people pleasers, you know. Uh, every, it, honestly, everyone can benefit from, from learning the practical tools and techniques um, of how to love yourself. That's it's, it, this is what I'm teaching people is how to get to know yourself, how to learn to love yourself, because that sounds really like rainbows and butterflies, but there is actually like a practical, like you, you do this, like you do this exercise. It's work. Yes, it is work. And, and, and it's so confusing because there isn't, you know, we weren't taught how to do this in school. We weren't taught how to do this by our parents. We weren't, this isn't, you know, street smarts. Um, so I've, I've gone through the work, uh, and I've been teaching it and this is, this is what works. Um, and so if, if you're feeling called to this work, then by all means, yeah, come over to my website, check me out on Instagram, message me and we'll get you set up. Um, whether that's, you know, with my course or, or perhaps working together one-on-one. -on -one. Love it. And tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so my website is jillianb, G-I-L-L-I-A-N-B.com. And then my Instagram is at the real Jillian B. Love it. I have one more question, but before I ask you that this final question, I just have to celebrate you and acknowledge you. Mm, thank you. Your, thank your openness and your willingness to share your truth, your raw truth in mm -hmm. so many different ways, like through your writing, through your posts, in this mm -hmm. interview, because 
I think more of us really need to look at owning parts of ourselves that we might be feeling guilty or ashamed of and who you are being like is it's an example for us it, it really shines the light and leads the way for us to be like oh she she can do that i that means i, I can do that for myself too yes, so i want to acknowledge you for the role that you play the impact that you make and and everything that you do Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> and my, my final question is, what is your final ask? If you're going to ask people to do something today, right now, like they're listening to this, what should they ponder on, ask themselves, take action on? What would you say? Oh, great question. So I think that, um, you know, we really do we need to, to, we all need to take action, um, to create this, this better life, not only for ourselves, but for the, for humanity and all the generations to come. Like we need to start shifting that needle forward in a big, big way. And so the way that we do that is through our, our own individual contributions. Um, so to think that, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, we're just one person, you know, that it does matter. And every single thing that we do counts. And even though no one's watching, it all counts. So I think my ask is for everyone who's listening to identify one area of their life where they know they're holding themselves back. They know they're dulling their sparkle. They know that they're making excuses, wherever that is, you know, could be with finding that job that's more fulfilling. It could be with you know, booking, booking a trip. It could be with, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be individual, but whatever that is, I want you to commit to taking one baby step forward. Just commit to one action step in the next 24 hours. One small step forward. That's going to just kickstart that whole trajectory um, what is that one thing that you can do within the next 24 hours that's going to help you to, you know, face your fears and, and poke holes in your excuses, right? And get moving. Love it. Yeah. Jillian B., thank <laughs> you so much for being on the show. Mm, thank you so much for having me, Oliver. This is great. <laughs> Namaste. Bless. <laughs> hey, guys, before you take off, Huge thanks to Jillian B for being open, raw, and vulnerable with us all. If you resonate with her story, her message, and her energy, please go check out her course, Self-Love Activation. You can find it at JillianB.com forward slash self-love-activation. And she's really active on Instagram. So go follow her on Instagram. Her handle is at TheRealJillianB. And for more information about her blogs, her courses, her events, and retreats, go to JillianB.com. Again, as always with every episode, all the show notes, quotes, and resources and links are available on my website, olivermanalise.com forward slash show. Um, if you haven't already, please go sign up to my monthly newsletter, olivermanalise.com forward slash picks, P-I-C-K-S. I devour a ton of content and deliver every single month stuff that's going to add fuel to the fire that is your heart, that is your belly, that is your soul. And uh, if you're looking for just the best recommendations for books, 
tools, resources, quotes, videos to do just that. Please go sign up olivermanalise.com forward slash picks, P-I-C-K-S. As well, if you are looking for clarity, direction, growth, you're looking to create change in your life, I am hosting my first ever reinvention roadmap on April 21st and 22nd. It's going to be happening in the West End of Toronto. Early bird tickets are still available until March 30th. And as a fan, as a listener of the show, use the promo code INNERTRIBE, I-N-N-E-R-T-R-I-B-E, to save yourself even more money. Now, what this is, is 10 steps that I use with all of my clients to support them in their growth, their self-discovery, their transformation. And I've distilled it and, and synthesized it, jam-packed it into these two days. It would, me- it would mean so much to me if you could join us. And I think being in this atmosphere where you get to invest in you is so, so crucial if you are looking to create change in your life. Get, go check it out, olivermanalise.com forward slash events. Early bird tickets till March 30th. Use the promo code INNERTRIBE, I-N-N-E-R-T-R-I-B-E. If you got value from this episode or any of the episodes, please make sure you go and send it to someone that you love and care for. Let, let them know about the show. Better yet, go on iTunes, write us a five-star review. I can't tell you how much that makes an impact on the visibility of the show and as a thank you to the guests even we have these amazing guests they they put this time out to share themselves and share their gifts with us all if if we create these reviews then we can actually spread their message and spread their impact across the globe so please go to itunes five star review it would mean the world to me and uh, and and subscribe to us so you can continue to get the episodes of the show. The next episode is with my man, Ben Osterveld. He is a powerful realtor. It's a a really (laughs) interesting conversation that we had. It was just so, so much energy. He is somebody who is a coach. He's a mentor. He's a speaker, created a lot of success for for himself and his clients has such a real intense story living in the street, in the streets, going to rehab, overcoming incredible amounts of adversity to now being somebody who, you know, he's, he's helping people create incredible amounts of success and, and abundance and happiness in their lives. I can't wait to share that conversation with you all. So make sure to hit, to hit the subscribe button and you'll get that episode as soon as it comes off the press. So guys, I appreciate you being a listener. It, it means the world that you get to, that, that you join in on this conversation and all of the support that I'm getting like in, in my inbox, in my Facebook and, and actually sharing the value that you are getting from listening to these episodes. It really fuels me. It really motivates me to continue to make this the best show ever and get you the best guests ever. So again, thank you so much. I love you all. Enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. Good good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time it is that you're listening to this, and we will see you next time. 